I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no sandwiches. Welcome back to the den for what seems like an absolute age for me. I've been uh, away on holiday a little bit in the intervening period since I was last here. I've missed the Coventry game for various familial reasons. Welcome to a grey, overcast, not terribly cold den for the visit this afternoon of Luton Town. Placed just one point behind us in the table in 13th position. The Lions come into today's match in 11th after that wonderful win up there at Barnsley. With that late, late goal by Murray Wallace, 89th minute winner, which um, caused joy and ecstasy all around our house, certainly. Bet your house too. Is it the start of a an upsurge in Millwall's fortunes for the second part of the season, dear listeners? Certainly the news sites are full of Jed Wallace's contribution to the season so far. Um, let's hope we see a good one from today from, from Jed. Today's Millwall team in goal, Barb is unchanged. Barb, Bielkowski in goal, the back line will be Murray Wallace, hero of Oakwell, uh, Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper, Everside and Danny Mack. Murray Wise on the left, of course, he's silly me. Uh, Daniel Ballard in the, in the back line of defence. So I'm all, 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 all askew, dear listeners. Midfield is George Chappell. Had a bit of an, a hint of injury about him after the internationals in midweek. And uh, George Evans up front. We have Ojo, we have Jed Wallace, and we have Benic Afobe. I like the look of that starting 11, dear listeners. How do you like that? Apologies for being a bit stuttery there. I couldn't remember my back lines from my wing backs. Good crowd in here today. The territorial support group are outside Metropolitan Police. I must anticipate a bit of a, a visit from uh, the, Mig, the Migs from Luton. Kind of fed down here today. Certainly the TSG are all outside. But their blue lights are flashing. Lions will kick us off, attacking the away end in accordance with English common law since the time of the, the Mapamundi. It's got it written on it. I have had a look. I went to Hereford Cathedral in my, in my holes, and it's actually written on there. I had a quick look. And away we go. I do see a tweet of doom from a site called Kickoff on Twitter, reposted by Ryan, our own Ryan. Uh, it says Kickoff say Mill have drawn four of their last six league games whilst Luton have drawn five of their last seven, which, um, as Ryan says, doesn't go particularly well. We'll see. 
Long ball forwards finds Jed on the attack. Ball across to the left now. This is this is Murray Wallace. Finds Ojo on the left. I thought he was very promising up there. It's um, Yorkshire has a beautiful cross over the top of everybody. Unfortunately, no one in the middle to, to be on the end of that. That was begging for Matt Smith inside the six-yard box. Beautiful cross by Shay Ojo, dear listeners. I really like the look of this boy, as you may be able to tell from my gush. Birdshit hasn't improved up there in block one. I'm back in Birdshit corner. Um, I don't know what these birds are eating in South Bermondsey. But they look like kind of prehistoric orcs or something. Are they, are they prehistoric orcs? I don't know. Orc, orc shit. I mean, orcs. O-R-C. Horrible, rip-roaring crap. I just made that one up. Gary Rowett, they uh, men did mention to the London News Online the need to work on the attacking side of Mill's game. He's become known as Draws Online. Draws Rowlett. Luton break, the 18 on the edge of the penalty, that's a great ball comes loose, it's a 1-0, 7, ball ran loose inside the penalty area, Sean Hutchinson couldn't control it, it falls to the 7, he puts it into the top right hand corner, beautiful finish in all fairness, lines behind, 1-0 on 10 and a half minutes. Luton taking forever to celebrate their goal over in the far corner, lines ready to go. What you might call a sudden loss of control on the uh, in the centre there. The ball was came into Hutches. I'm speaking strictly from memory. I'm not showing the replay. He couldn't control it. It ran loose. Seven was around three inside the box. He slid home with a plum. To be fair to him, they still haven't reformed. That's a good minute. This must be the beautiful style that Nathan Jones keeps um, talking about. Danny Mack trying to combine with Jed, the, ball, the pass was just a little bit off. Jed in a kind of a free-ranging role. He's here, he's there, on the right and the left, so to speak, in the middle. Here he is now on the on the left. His imagination was in front of him, of Murray Wallace there, unfortunately. It breaks, this is the 11, he finds a two on the right side. There's a ball across the box, escorted wide by Danny Mack thankfully because there was a moment of um, where you, you know the world freezes and the ball's free in front of the goal and no one seemingly in the middle to, to tap it home thankfully Lions being caught out on the break for the goal and now momentarily there brightish start by Millwall but increasingly sloppy and there's Bart putting the ball straight into touch from a, from a goal kick increasingly sloppy as um, after the goal Luton breaking out with balls over the top and really, you know, hurting our defence to be to be blunt, listeners. Not been brilliant so far from the Lions, in all honesty. Oh yeah, of course that was Fred, wasn't it? Those, those boos you might have heard. Few minutes ago, uh, Fred's warming up downstairs. It just dawned on me who it was. Out of stars are forgotten once the page turns. Take by Benica Fove. We've got Ojo now. We're just running into a lot of white shirts. This is Jake Cooper on the on the left. Finds Ojo just on the on the left corner of the of the penalty area. 
George Savile. The crowd want a shot. He's not gone for it. He's found Danny Mack on the right. That balls into the mix. Benning a foe by shot. Blocks it falls to Jed Wallace on the left side. Better, no one can get a shot away up field to Murray Wallace. Oh my giddy arm. That's gone for it. Should have gone for a corner. After Jake Cooper. Bit of panic in defence by Luton. Well, we've not looked brilliant in defence. This is the first time we've really tested the Luton defence and they looked like rabbits in, on the M1. That's a little marker for, for the rest of the game, I think. Get the ball in there and get in amongst it. Ojo with a nice run, intelligent little run. The boy is a um, step up from what we're used to seeing, in my opinion. All over the top for uh, Benicophobe to run onto. Can he, he'd need to be good to get that back. He's kept it for a, a Luton throw round down by the corner flag. The 11's a big player, he's just pushed Ballard off the ball there. Good defending, he's got back and got in front of the ball, done well there Ballard. Only Premier League superstars it says, but this is Richard Corley uh, of the South London Press. Only Premier League superstars Mohamed, Salah, Hong, Min Son and Riyad Mahrez have produced more goals and assists since the start of the 2017-18 season than Jed Wallace. That's the kind of company Jed keeps. Smoke, steam, whatever it is. We don't really know what comes out of the cell chip power station. Pollution, who knows. Belching out. Making kind of like a hell scene of smoke swirling across the floodlit den. It's a bit of a hell scene of this um, first 32 minutes. Apparently Nathan Jones, the Luton manager, once tried to sign Jed Wallace according to London News. Or failed, obviously. Which is a bit like um, me claiming to have once tried to go out with Salma Hayek. They ball in off the back of Jed Wallace and now a free kick. That was trickling towards goal with no power. The referee gave a free kick in any event. Last kick of the uh, first half now. Free kick for Luton on the halfway line. There it is, half time. Not really good enough. You can hear the crowd's reaction. Um, as I say, I think we've just been on the brink of some moments where we've not looked too bad. It's not been brilliant watch from the Mill perspective. Sloppiness in defence, giving Luton the chance to get ahead. So there we are. Um, we look for better in the second half. It's Mill nil, Luton Town one at the half-time break. We'll be right back after these messages, dear listeners. Achtung. Mailball. A few half-time tweets for you, dear listeners. Um, Dan replying to me saying that I expect Matt Smith to come into this at some point. Um, replies that it does feel like a game suited to big Matt Smith, says Dan. Wall, a phobia is calling for the ball to feet, but it's just going up in the air and he ain't going to win headers against this back four. It's just drab all round, says Dan. But a performance that is now common, it seems. Doug in Sweden says we've been unlucky. Poor deflection for their goal. We've had a, a few half chances, but Jed quite Ojo looks our most dangerous player so far. Cooper still looks off his best. And I'm not sure where McNamara was, says Doug, for their goal. Hopefully we can get something out of this. And from our group chat, we may get messages from Mike Hayden, who says it's the same old utter crap at home. He's got to change the formation at half-time. Um, comments on the booze ringing out at half-time. Um, 
um, I'm saying not good enough, sloppy in defence, errors on the ball, you know that already though by listening to the show, and Ryan replies, very frustrating because nothing ever seems to change, that's an interesting point dear listeners, um, the club is in a weird limbo under Gary Rout. Is it in a weird limbo? Um, a couple of goals might help. That limbo complaint in the second half, I don't know. Just a quick um, thank you to everyone who voted for us in the Football Content Awards, um, which was, were held this week over at the Royal Lancaster Hotel in, um, in Bayswater. Um, we went along to it. It was quite an interesting event. It was... Um, it was, an, it was everything I expected it to be, and I mean that both in the good sense and in the bad sense, I suppose. It's a strange thing. There are so many podcasts and, and YouTubers and, um, you know, the, the big boys of, of the scene, the AFTVs were there. There was loads of people I've generally never heard of, listeners. Um, some guy called Thogden, Thogden and Thog, Thogdad and Thogden. Um, apparently they're huge, apparently. I'd never heard of them. They won on a wall. We weren't placed, which I was thinking about afterwards. Um, we were nominated, which in itself is no bad achievement to be uh, nominated amongst the literally thousands of, of content creators, to use the buzzword. Um, so we, we did well enough to be there, I suppose, but not to get in the, in the place was quite, um, I don't know, left, left a funny taste. With the, the, in third place was the Darren McAntony uh, podcast, the Peterborough chairman, uh, Hard Truth. Second was the second tier in our category, Football League podcast, and number one was uh, Sheffield United Way, which apparently um, is some big noise in, in the scene, they, they, they won another wall for something I can't remember what it was um, don't know, I mean the event itself was lots and lots of pissed people there I went with my, my wife um, tickets were extortionately expensive and I managed to get a discount as a finalist and I wouldn't want to pay the silly £200 prices that were initially being quoted I'm not sure if I'm going to bother with it anymore I'm, I'm, I was left with the kind of um, the philosophical question as to whether why you should podcast in the first place whether you should be in it to win awards and plaudits which I won't deny were, were nice last year when we won the bronze in the um, Covid um, lockdown season so it's kind of like an ego massage um, but I'm, I'm questioning myself as to whether that's what I'm here and why I'm doing this listeners um, so anyway we'll see about next year I'm, I, I'm a bit half and half about it I'm certainly not going to pay a couple of hundred pounds for a ticket to sit in that anymore Second half is now underway. You'll be glad to hear after multiple. But just, I just want to say thank you to everyone that voted for us and took the time and trouble to, um, you know, to, to back us in that. It really do. It, it does mean a lot. So after those um, less than ringing endorsements at half time, it's up to the lines to try and make something happen in the second 45. Let's see what we get, dear listeners. Yeah, so senses of perspective. Um, it was quite an interesting event, as I, as I said earlier on at half-time. Um, we were sat on the same table as a bunch of guys from Bury, the, the Phoenix Club from Bury. Well, they actually won an award, which I was quite pleased for them, because their story is absolutely shocking in this modern world of football. Um, contrast that with the likes of Sky Sports, ESPN, um, AFTV... Uh, Manchester City podcast went up there the, the big boys that they kept being called um, by the rather irritating hosts of the show 
Um, mixed in with some really worthy stuff. There was one young girl that had won an award for um, women's football, I think it was. So some really, really worthy stuff, but the, the prices were El Stupido, and I'm not going to pay prices for what was a very average food. I mean, the food, my, bless her heart, my wife thought the, uh, the main course was the starter when it came round. Um, the wine was pony, um, and the £6.50 for a bottle of Peroni, the chaps next to me told me. Not that I was drinking that. Um, and you can, you know, there we are. You can hear the reactions around me to what we're seeing at the moment. A couple of minutes into the half. Luton are falling over a lot, taking their time. They're doing every trick in the book to try and um, drag the time out. Just wanted to say well done to all the other Millwall finalists. I saw Dan from Lions TV there. Um, the club had a table, Billy and, and the media team. Mark Richfield and, and Max McClellan were there. Um, and also to our own dear Lions Food Hub, who um, do such great things for the local community and that we support on this on this podcast. Um, none of us were placed, as someone said on, on Twitter, it's almost like no one likes us. Um, but I just want to say well done to everyone to be, to be nominated in the higher company and big numbers that were there that night. Ball lofted into the middle, there's a bit of panic in the Luton defence. So well done everyone, including MFC... Lions Food Hub, Lions TV, and ourselves. I congratulate me. Also, the chaps helped me make the show. Ryan, Mike Hayden, Harry, Michael Avery, Aaron, and recently now Neil Fissner for our history shows, which I hope you enjoy. I certainly enjoy making them. Ball breaks. This is Luton. The sevens free in front on the edge of the D. That's going to be two 0 Ruthless finishing, ruthless finishing. 2-0 down, 52 minutes. Ball break down the middle, that's the second decently taken goal for Luton. That's maybe the difference between Millwall and Luton, dear listeners. People filing for the exits. for it. Ball breaks. Here we go again. The seven's for on goal. If he gets another one here, we're uh, done for. If we're not done for already, that's gone for a goal kick. 53 minutes. Matt Smith's coming in. It's going to be Danny Mack that leaves the park. Four minutes. Well, you can hear it, listeners. You can hear it. Is um, Luton come down the right now? The eleven. Big boy, he's kept control well there. They've kept the ball on their right side. He'll can't get near the football at the moment. It's 17 now, Mill give the ball back. Balls into the middle and there's Bart. Collects. Ball to feet, Barrett Bennett wanted. He's run probably a, a, a difficult ball out, he's run straight into trouble to Torrey. There's a long shot, he's at the crossbar. Oh my giddy on the 17 it's the crossbar from distance. 
crowd are not happy. Dear listeners, they are not happy. It feels like we're reaching a tipping point here, listeners. Um, it's been a while since I've been at the Den. I missed the Coventry game. Um, there were certainly ripples in previous matches. But this feels like outright frustration. Real, real raw frustration. You could hear it on the on the recording. Character of the players will be tested this afternoon now because they can hear the crowd. They'll be hearing it all, like you're hearing it. 61 minutes, still half an hour to go. A goal would change it, as I keep saying. We're not showing much chance. I can't think of one open chance we've created. Near misses, last balls going astray, but nothing, nothing, um, you know, from creative open play, so to speak. Sean Hutchinson caught on the ball. Gets himself out of a hole there, luckily. Almost gave the ball away in front of goal. Panic station setting in now. Been sloppy in defence all game, but this is now panic. This, I think, is induced by the pressure um, of, the, uh, of, the, of the terraces. It's been a strange season, listeners. It's a very strange season. Long ball for the 11 now. I'm just thinking back to Barnsley the other week, two weeks ago now. Seems like a long time ago in the context of this this defeat, but that was a decent away performance. We, we seem to be a decent away side, and or we, we don't seem to be. We are a decent away side and a fucking awful home side. Solving that riddle, is, I don't think Gary Rowett has solved it. Um, it's the question, really, I suppose, is whether he shows any signs of, of solving. Is it? Is it in his um, football DNA to produce the kind of football that brings the Den crowd into play? Still 20 minutes of this to go, though, so mustn't moan too early. It's always a sad sight, people streaming for the exits early in a football match. I think it's one of the, one of the, uh, the low points of the game, isn't it? You know? Well, that might be a bit overdramatic, but you know, it's just not nice to see it. Well, Gary Rowett speaking to the London News Online in the week says um, it feels like we're just getting started after 100 games as Millwall boss. Is it that long? It seems longer, Gary. After the uh, break, um, he also revealed his in intent on attacking football, yeah, attacking focus during the international break. He has used apparently the two-week international break to work on his side's attacking combinations, admitting it's the first time this season that he has had extensive front-line options available. Um, I'll let you fill in your own punchlines to that particular gag, dear listeners. 75 minutes. There's a drift about the den. I think that's what it is. And we're waiting an interminable time for these substitutions to take place. But there is a sense of drift at the den. Now, the Barnsley, the Barnsley win the other week was a decent performance, I thought. But this has not been a decent performance. So you need, you need to get your home form right and then you build on that. And unfortunately, Gary Rowe has never really done that. I'm talking like I'm a Gary Rowett out man. I, I, I don't want to be. I don't, like I've said a few times on previous shows, I don't think we do um, manager sacking particularly well, and we don't have any um, we don't have any vision of what we want to be in many respects. I think that Aaron said similar things on his on the show 
previously, but um, today's poor performance is, is, is kind of laying it out slightly. Mill throw, thankfully. I, I, I missed, must have missed the deflection there. 80, come towards 82 minutes, ball, Ryan Leonard with a right-sided long diagonal ball. It falls now to that Jill Savile over on the right. Billy Mitchell, I think, into the middle. Two shouts for penalty. Here's a penalty. Must have been handball. Hopes brings eternal in 82 minutes. Yellow card. Must have been handball. Jed shapes up to take it. 83 minutes we're ticking towards now. Here we go. He saved it. Decent penalty. Got down low. Down low to the right. People now streaming for the exits. That's gone for a right-sided corner. A rare, in fairness, a rare Jed Wallace misses. Don't feel like it's going to be our day, dear listeners. the left there over the head of Matt Smith that was from Ojo four minutes seems an interminable time to wait for the inevitable dear listeners well, there we are very poor performance this afternoon I mean it's um, unchanged team from the one that done, did so well up at Barnsley a few weeks ago seems a long time ago as I've said a few times in the course of this conversation um we just haven't been on it. We've, we've looked error prone in defence. We've got the goals were both um, avoidable, in my opinion, and we've not taken our chances when we've gone forwards. The final ball has been poor, and obviously the missed penalty, which um, gave us a brief flurry of hope. Um, Mill just not good enough now. Whether that raises questions over Rowett's um, future or not, I don't know. There was an outburst of um, you know anger when the second goal went in that's faded somewhat as a, like a level of acceptance as the four stages of Millwall grief have um, sunk in over the course of the rest of the game um, we're not very good at home are we we're, we're not bad away from home but we're not very good at home and does he have the repertoire to solve it is going to be the question um, I'm going to need more time to think about that than standing here in the, uh, in the heat of battle empty seats all around me now I think probably what I am conscious of is it's been a long time it's been a long time since we've um, left the den with our, our spirits uplifted in some way I mean you know obviously it's always uh, you know you don't expect to see Lionel Messi turning out for us but it's just been such a long time since we've played a style a buccaneering kind of brand of football that has sent you home having really enjoyed your, your afternoon or your evening at Millwall. Can, can Gary Rowett give you that kind of football, listeners? Um, I generally thought this today would be the start of a decent run of form. It's been very poor this afternoon. And we're away at Sheffield United on Tuesday in a funny kind of way. Rowett football may well be suited to that trip to Bramall Lane. Tuesday night in a way it wasn't suited to this afternoon I don't know certainly leaves you feeling flat another long ball into the middle met by Smith it's going to be um, 
gathered by the goalkeeper. There it is. You can hear the reaction. Mill nil, Luton two. Um, we're going to be right back after these messages. Achtung, Mehlball. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, Nick. Tony Mundo. What a load of old fucking shit. Uh, same old. Looking laboured going forward. Against Barnes, even we created loads laboured going forward I thought we would click by now but it ain't happening and I'm not seeing any patterns of play going forward that I think that we're actually working on this and working it's just not happening we're just aimless we've got a good left winger from Liverpool who's not playing on the left wing not using a phobia to his strengths it's, well it's not great uh, oh I can't be bothered even carrying on Nick it was fucking dull see you later mate hello Nick I went today with some optimism following the two wins on a spin but that quickly evaporated and what we got was another dull and boring home performance Rowett picked in my opinion what he classes as probably his strongest team with probably exception of Malone but as normal there, there was no creativity it was dull slow and lethargic the midfielders become a problem area for us for a while now. We create next to nothing. Danny Mac did not deserve to be taken off. Should have been Jake Cooper, who's having a nightmare season. Are the players beginning to tire of Rowett? Jed speaking out before the game that he would love to play for 
Luton manager Nathan Jones, who likes to play on the front foot and attack. Something has to change. The crowd making their feelings known with booing throughout the game. Will it change under Rowett? I don't think it will. At best, we're a mid-table team under him. At worst, we'll be fighting relegation. Cheers, Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Ben Anthony here. I said after the Cardiff game that we should wait until about 12 games to make a judgment on how the team are doing. And the game against Luton was that 12th game, so I thought I would get back in touch. If you have a look at the league table, we're in 14th place, um, kind of bang in the middle in terms of points and position uh, between that um, the playoff places and the relegation zone. And I think that's kind of roughly where I'd expect us to finish at the end of the season um, as things stand. And I think that kind of sums up where we are as a team under Gary Rowett. We're safe. Um, I don't think we're under huge pressure of getting relegated. But I also don't think we're anywhere near good enough to compete for a playoff position, which is, I think, what um, the fans were hoping to see a bit more of this season, a bit more of a fight for that. And I think he's fallen short of that so far. And I think unless something quite drastic changes, um, I don't think we're going to be anywhere near those top six. Luton thoroughly deserved their win. They were uh, a team that turned up um, ready for a fight and ready uh, to try and attack and uh, try and entertain their fans. And that's almost exactly the opposite of what Millwall were there to do. We tried to keep the ball, which we couldn't do. We couldn't string a pass together properly. And we didn't have any ideas going in attack. And we seem to be prone to uh, one or two defensive errors in a game that today led to two goals, which were quite simple goals in the end. What concerns me is I think, looking at the bench, there was a complete lack of ideas. Um, I don't understand the substitutions. Um, I thought Danny Mack was our best player on the pitch at the time. Um, he was the only one really looking to get forward. Um, other than Jed, who was having a bit of an off day, he subbed him off and kept three centre-backs on the pitch. Um, arguably four centre-backs on the pitch, if you include Murray Wallace. I don't really think the players had an idea of what they were doing towards the end. I think they seemed completely lost as well. The pressure is really on Gary now to to turn it round. Um, I think the next two games are massive. I think the game against Sheffield United, um, if Millwall don't get a result there or don't at least put in a performance there, um, the game on Saturday is going to be very tense. Um, and I think there's going to be very little patience from the crowd. We just have to hope that we can get a couple of results. Um, we saw before the international break, a couple of wins on the bounce makes things look a little bit better. All of a sudden, we were only three points off of that top six place. So two wins in a week would 
do the same thing f- for us now. Um, however, I think Sheffield United and Stoke are much more challenging opposition, so the task is even greater. I still hope that Gary Rowett can turn it around, but um, at the same time at the moment, I wouldn't be too upset if he was to be relieved of his duties. I'm not going to call for his sacking, though. I think I think it's down to the team, and I don't think we have much else to offer at the moment um, in the squad. But anyway, let's see what these two games do. If we lose both of them, I might change my opinion on that. Anyway, come on your lines. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Angelo, a first-time caller uh, to Acton. Um, been at the game today. Um, I've always been a backer of, of Gary Rower, but that first half, the football was just atrocious. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to Cooper. He's just just not the player that, that he used to be. And um, I remember Gary Rowett saying that he couldn't wait to play the uh, the free up top, which was Ojo, Afobi and Jed. Just doesn't work for me because we don't create nothing for them. Um, at least when Matt Smith does come on, he, he causes a bit of havoc. You know, things sort of like just happen. But terrible, terrible performance today. And uh, I'm not a Rowett out, but this the football is dire, it's really dire and we're so disappointed today, so disappointing um, let's hope we can turn in some special performance at Sheffield United um, cheers, bye bye Achtung Mailball Huge welcome on the show now to our very own Dewey Skalak, it's Mike Hayden, how are you Michael? Hello, Nick. Felt better this morning. Um, slightly hungover, but also, uh, yeah, feeling a bit still disgusted following yesterday's uh, result and performance. Yeah, I mean, your your tweets on on Twitter yesterday has, has attracted a huge amount of interest, and you know, we've also had quite a few phone calls to our our voicemail and people sending stuff in to me, and there's a real. Um, general sense, and I don't know if you you would agree with this, Mike, but I mean, there was a general sense at the ground yesterday that a hey, we're on the brink of a tipping point, or if we're not actually in the tipping point already. I mean, there's a lot of reaction when the second goal went in, uh, and there was a chance almost immediately straight after that yesterday, where you know, I mean, people can listen to the live stream that I've, I've um, recording I did earlier on in this show, and there's just a real sense that people maybe at last are starting to have had enough of. Gary Rowett and his and his style. What do, what do you think? How do you see things? I think so. It was a it was a big one yesterday for us because I think it's the first time at the Den um, that we've seen that reaction this season. Yeah. I think people have been prepared to give him a chance. You know, we're all excited to be coming to football again. Yeah. I think people have been a bit have been patient um, for sure. But I think yesterday's performance, as you say, I think was the tipping point. And I think to see that reaction of, of booing and lots of row it outs around me as, as well as I think that there was for you as well, Nick. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's a it's a case of the fans telling Rowett that we're just not going to put up with these dreadful home performances anymore. Um, he's he's been lucky before, you know, during COVID, he's got away with it as well because you know we weren't there to kind of shout at him. We were all shouting in front of our televisions and I yeah. follow. Yeah. And you know, 
he he was lucky to keep his job during that terrible run of form last season where we didn't win for God knows how long. Um, but, you know, this time now that we are there, we can make our voices heard and we're not happy with these home performances. It, it's just not good enough. I think what's, what's kind of frustrating as well, Nick, is that our league position isn't too bad. Do you know what no, I mean? 14th. No. We're playing quite well away from home, but I, we just can't put up with this abysmal home performances. They're just some of the worst I've seen. And yesterday was um, just atrocious. And um, I don't think the Den crowd are willing to put up with it anymore, Nick. I mean, the one thing that you'll never get away with at Millwall, Mike, you know, you and I have both been there for some time between the pair of us. Um, you won't get away with no effort. And there seemed to be a real lack. I mean, I think even Gary Rowett in his post-match video that he does with the club he 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 kind of hinted at the lack of desire um as the way he put it because if you look at that starting 11 <clears throat> excuse me if you look at the starting 11 yesterday i mean it, it that's a decent side that should be a side capable of beating no disrespect to luton i thought they actually played quite well um, but they you know that they we should be able to beat luton at home with that starting 11 we might struggle against some of the top six um but that should be a, a winnable game yesterday you know, Bielkowski, Ballard, Hutchins and Hooper, that's a decent back um, or back three and, and goalkeeper. Midfield, McNamara, Evans, Savile, Wallace. Murray may be, but he gives everything and, you know, OK, he's not out of place. Then you've got a front three of Jed Wallace, Shea Ojo and, and Benny Gafobe, Mike. That's that's a decent front three. And yet it's not clicking. It's not happening. Um, this is what this is what strikes me from yesterday's experience. There's all the... <laughs> The old Eric Morgan gag, isn't it? You know, it's all the right notes, but not in the right order, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But the, and the manager's to blame there. You know, he he's the one who sets the tactics. He's the one who picks the players. I, I agree. I think our starting eleven is strong. He can't make the excuse about injuries anymore because I think we've come out of that crisis. Yes, maybe one or two are still missing, but the majority of the side and arguably our strongest eleven is available. Um we lack an identity as a side, which I'm struggling yeah. with as well, Nick. We, what are we as a club? Because we're not strong defensively anymore. Because this season has been a disgrace at the back. I mean, the amount of goals from set plays that we've let in, um, you know, the mistakes yesterday were atrocious uh, as well. We're not a possession-based side. We're not an attacking side. No. We don't necessarily play long ball. I, I just don't know... It's just nothing at the moment and we've got no personality at home. Um, and that was just evident to me yesterday. I mean, he can say in his post-match all he wants about, you know, well, we told them to be passionate and go at the team. But yeah. if the formation doesn't allow players to thrive and do that, they're not going to be able to. Um, you know, this formation, it works well away from home. Let's be honest, we've picked up some OK results, you know. We accept we accept that. That's that's not too bad. We know we're not going to be that exciting away from home. We never have been as a side. But at home, the Den's a fortress. And you've got to pick a formation which looks to be on the front foot. And he doesn't. Um, and as I say, yeah, I think the Den crowd certainly made their feelings clear yesterday about that. They did, with, with some interest on top. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, the... Your point is good. I made the same point myself. Um, how we're not a, we're not bad. We're not brilliant away, but we're not bad. I mean, you know, we can certainly go to clubs like Barnsley. We may well go to Sheffield United and make it very very difficult for them on Tuesday night. I'd expect us to, because if we don't do that, then there really is no point to to, to Gary Rowett and and, and, his, and his style. But 
the den is, you know, you, 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 the, the secret weapon or the not so secret weapon uh, Mill is the crowd. And if you don't bring them into your into the game on your side, which is what he's not achieved in. Yesterday was his 100th game in charge. And I think like us all, I've wanted him to do better than he's actually done. Um, you know, I, I kind of see the need post Neil Harris for us to, I don't know what the word is, modernise. I don't know whether that's, I think everyone knows what I mean by that, but I'm not sure it's the right term. But anyway, move forward football-wise. And after 100 games, Mike, you're entitled to be judged, aren't you? And yes, there's been injuries, but then other teams manage injuries. Um, there's been COVID. Everyone else has had COVID as well. You know, we're not alone. Um, and I think at 100, you are, 100 games, you are entitled to now come you know come in with a general kind of report and it's just not exciting and i think that's a problem it's a problem at the den because it's a place built on on theater isn't it you know excitement yeah absolutely and yeah and that that's what was good under harris i mean we didn't necessarily play the best football and we know it ended up a little bit sour it was the right time to go but you'd have these moments under neil harris you know these these, these neil harris games. moments yeah, yeah these yeah. these absolutely incredible games which we'll remember for the rest of our lives and they're you know why you go to football and you had that under neil harris you don't get that under Rowett. you just don't yeah. it's just you can't bring in the, in the crowd and it's just the way we play we don't have that rip-roaring style um, that Neil was quite good at bringing at home. Um, and I think that's frustrating. But yeah, you're, you're, you're right. He, he's definitely, uh, now is the time to judge him. He'll plenty long enough. Um, you know, where where are we going to move forward, I suppose? And, and I think people are going to say to me, because I set, saw a few tweets online sort of supporting Rowett in some respects, you know, this seven-game unbeaten run, you know, the fact that we're not in a bad place in the league. But um, I'd question if they've come to the den this season, because if they have, they'll see exactly what we're all kind of talking about. But yeah, absolutely. He he has the right to be judged. And I think now's the time where if we don't see a reaction, it's going to turn sour and fast, Nick. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's the yeah, case. And, yeah, yeah. you know, Sheffield United away, yeah, is what it is. I mean, yeah, good side. We'll see how we get on. But Stoke at home is yep. is a big game for Gary Rowett because if he gets that wrong and performs like yesterday, that, that booing is going to get worse and worse and worse. And we've seen fans get rid of managers before, Lomas being one for sure. Holloway, Holloway in the end, yeah, in we, got, we got rid of him. So, you know, I think he needs to think about that big time. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a tough, tough week. I mean, Sheffield United mid-table, but it's it's the proverbial difficult place to go, isn't it, on the Tuesday night all the way up to Sheffield. So, we, you know, we, we'll see what we get. Yeah, that's the right way to put it. I mean, their record isn't is as average as ours in in, 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 a, in, in, in looking at the table at the moment. Um, Stoke will be a, um, a tough gig because, you know, they can, they can sit back and let us come on to them. And for reasons that are unfathomable, he he does. It's almost not in Gary Rowett's DNA to use some attractive players. You know, watching um, Shay Ojo yesterday, he's a very intelligent boy on the ball. He's, he's got that Liverpool quality to him. Um, Benic Afobe is a skillful player, but we're pumping the balls into Benic like it's Matt Smith up front. Well, you know, Smithy is is who he is, and he's I, I love him to death. But that's you, you have to adjust your style to suit the. The players in front of you. I mean, Jed yesterday was was kind of go had a kind of a go anywhere you like role, but it all seems a bit shapeless. And you know, the great players can be given a, a free and open brief, can't they? You know, I'm thinking of the Diego Maradonas and the and the you know the the, the kind of the true greats of the game. 
but most teams require some fairly I don't know, I need a role. And I think Jed is slightly searching for a role out there as well. Goes back to your point about identity, I think. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we there is some more structure. I mean, you know, Jed Wallace, uh, uh, we'd love him to be like Maradona, but he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not good at, no, that's it. But he's not, you know, these players are championship players. They're not good enough to necessarily have this free roam type thing and be really effective. They're just not. So, yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. But another player, what is the point of George Savile, Nick? I mean, this is a, this is the player that we should be building the side around. Um, you know, yeah. the, all the goals and assists that he got when he was here last time. Um, no sign of that, Mike. No sign. No, but 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 I don't necessarily blame Savile. It's just the role he's expected to play. The way that we play at the moment with this formation basically is we just get it out wide. Is basically what we do. And mm. George Evans sits in, collects the ball, passes out wide. So George Savile playing in advance of George Evans, he's never going to get the ball. And it was times yesterday where I was just like, well, Savile should be standing there or where's Savile? Oh, he's, he's all the way over there. And the, he just never gets the ball. And that's another frustration, like not using players to their best of their ability, as you say, Nick, with a phobie who is a lethal striker. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can't get him in the game. Um, and go back to these are management decisions. These are tactical decisions that he's getting wrong. You have to get the best out of your players. You have to know how to play them. He's not Nick, you know, uh, no, and this is, no. this is this is not good to see. Because as you say, we've he's had quite a lot of time to get this right now. Uh, and he isn't still, so... I mean, I was fascinated, if that's the, or horribly fascinated, in the, given the game as it unfolded. And one of the um, articles that I read, I think it was on the South London Press, might have been News at Day, I think it was South London, um, that, that Gary Rowett had made a point of saying that he'd used the international break to work on our attacking play. And, you know, I know a bad performance, all, what you, all these kinds of headlines will come back to haunt you. But leaving aside the, the easy digs. I mean, it, there was just little evidence of that yesterday. I mean, if, if that means that Shayojo and, and Jed Wallace have a go-anywhere role, well, as we've said already, you know, neither player is of such a talented level that they can take that on and make it happen. You know, I mean, you do have to go to the top drawer to, for that to really work. Um, I mean, Ojo made a, it was early in the first half, um, and it was right in front of me where I sit, he, he made a beautiful run, a beautiful cross into the six-yard box, but there was no one there. There was no, there was no Matt Smith, you know, it was a, it was a cross made for the big man. Now he's got his critics as well, and he's, you know, his game is not perfect, but that would have been a goal with, with Matt Smith, because he would have just barged his way through and that would have gone into the back of the net. Um, we, 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 we're not deploying our assets in, in the right way, that unfortunately, from Gary Rowett's point of view, comes back to his decision-making, um, which begs the question, um, is it time to go? Is it is it time for taxi for Mr. Mr. Rowett? You know, we, we, it's the $64,000 question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, not yet. And the only reason is I want to see how he responds to that reaction at the den yesterday. Because there's one or two ways he sorts it out mm. and puts in a really good performance against Stoke, and not all is forgiven, but it gives the fan base some comfort that you know he's clearly seen that it's not working. He's changed it. He's changed it to something that works. We win the game, and that that is the hope for the Stoke game. Yeah. Um, but if we see something like that again, you know, I'm starting to think he, he doesn't know the solution. And when you don't know the solution when you're playing badly, especially at home and you're Millwall. 
Um, yeah. It's not going to be long, Nick, um, I, I don't think. But I would say not yet. But, you know, there's a couple of scenarios. And if I'm honest, I think we are going down the bad one. I, I, I've start, I am losing faith that I think he, he can turn it around, if yeah. I'm honest, with his home form. He's had long enough. I've seen a lot of, of us this season, you know, and I think if you knew what you were doing, you would have changed it already. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, that's, yeah. So yeah. I, I can see him, I could see him getting sacked, but, you know, it depends what the club do as well. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if we're not a sacking club, are we? You know, how we don't seem to do be historically. Him, you yeah. know, no, apart from yeah. Lomas is the only one who really had a short spell in the last yeah. you know, period of time. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, he'll be gone certainly by Christmas if he doesn't pick up these home performances. He should be anyway. It is a big week in front of us. I mean, you know, I think luckily for him, we've got an away trip on Tuesday night because I think so soon after after Saturday, um, you know, it, it would have been still feeling very raw. We'll see what we get at Bramwell Lane. I mean, a win can relieve a lot of, um, you know, a lot of uh, tension. Um and then, as you said earlier on, the, the home game v Stoke really looks like a large, a large game. And if we if we get two more defeats, if that's what happens, then um, I'll be surprised if he's still in place by the end of the week. Um, I, I I don't know what to make of him, uh, Mike, because you know it, when he first came to us, and which was really using um, Gar- uh, Neil Harris's squad. Um, he actually looked quite incisive, and he looked like he he brought a, a level to us you know he, he, he I think he put it at the time that he'd made one or two minor changes and tweaks I think was the word that he used to, to the way that we played football um and then you know we had that roll up until the the, the now mythical 3-0 win at, at Forest which seems like a different age ago I can't imagine us going to a you know I can't imagine us going away and dominating a team like we did that night um I know Covid made a you know broke the broke the world apart in, a, in, in and um that's that that's for everyone but it, it's just such a it's such a, a strange it was a strange start a strangely good start given everything that's unfolded since it's all been so drab um mm. and for me george evans sums us up george evans is the gary rowett in in one player I, I don't have a problem with george evans but he's just so average you know yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you know he's, he's i'm sure he's a nice bloke i've never met him so i've no knowledge and i'm sure he's a popular squad member but he's not going to George Evans will not change a game he's not going to destroy our midfield he's not going to do he'll do a he'll, he'll do a bog standard job and it, it's, it feels a bit like that with Gary Rowett now it's become bog standard Gary you know mm. yeah exactly just just is I think average is a good word to use I think Michael said in WhatsApp I think he'd have faith that it's unlikely we'd get relegated under Rowett because I think he's a shrewd operator I think he can pick up some points when he needs them but he's not going to pick up points on a consistent basis enough for us to hopefully challenge for the top six, which, you know, was our aim this year, if we're yeah. honest. And we look miles away from being good enough oh, to, to no do that. You know, absolutely no miles. Yeah. You know, absolutely miles. So, you know, that's that's the one. I mean, you know, there's obviously that theory, and I agree with you, I think he did start quite well. And that Forest 3-0 was probably the, the epitome. Yeah, uh, the was, pinnacle. Was good. Yeah. The pinnacle, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, uh, since then, obviously, with COVID, it's, it's been difficult. And obviously, this departure of Callum Davidson, which is maybe something uh, to do with it as well. Um, you know, it seems to be a bit of a coincidence that the minute his right-hand man leaves, we turn to shit. Um, you know, was it the Ray Wilkins to your Dennis Wise? 
sort of scenario. Do you know what I mean? The brains behind yeah. the operation yeah. Um, yeah. is possible. But also, all of our coaching staff, correct me if I'm wrong, are all defenders, aren't they? I mean, no, <laughs> we don't no, have no. any knowledge about trying to attack a team. I mean, shouldn't we try and bring in someone like Steve Morrison as a coach or someone, do you know what I mean, that actually knows how to coach an attacking side? I mean, they're all defenders, aren't they? Rowett, yeah. Barrett was... Um, he brought that Robinson in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, 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 I mean, it. Yeah, it just seems very strange. We are joined mid-conversation by Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome to the show, Harry. This is a bit new, isn't it? Yeah, this is our new. Well, you listeners need to know because it will be an audio podcast, but we we are using a new video streaming um, site called Streamyard, and we may, if I can wrestle with my conscience. We may do some video stuff at some point, but not yet. Not today. Not Sunday morning. Not with a, looking at the, uh, the, the the free faces staring back at me at the moment. <laughs> it's not pretty, isn't it? it? It's not a, good. Video, it's pretty. A, a video nasty. There's there's a term from the past for all the older listeners. Harry, um, I know you you were playing yesterday, so you you, you missed yesterday's um, shocker. Um, in all honesty, at the choice. <laughs> well, I mean the. the I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think we've, I caught myself saying it, and we've had a, quite a few phone calls on the vo- voicemail, so we'd have played it by the time, um, on, on the show by the time we're speaking, uh, a, a reaction from, from fans. And it's a pretty common thing that no one wants to see us go through the pain of a sacking because we don't, historically, we don't do that very well or very ruthlessly. And we tend not to have anyone lined up to come in. So, you know, probably in the short term, as as Mike and I said earlier on, it's probably looking like Adam Barrett to come in if we do, if he does go. I generally can't see him lasting the week after yesterday's show because... Oh, that's well, bold. <clears throat> well, because the ingredients... Uh, we've said this already, so I don't want to repeat myself, but the the ingredients are good in the cake, but they're not being used in the correct manner. And that, that comes back to the manager and the managerial choices. I know we've seen this quite a few times, but the, now the... Fun, for for many, and certainly those sat around me in block one, and I dare say where Mike was, because the whole stadium was was reacting. I think there's a general sense that he he doesn't know how to attack at the den, and if you don't do that, then your your your, your time should be limited. Um, I agree. I, I I think the way I'd say I'd nick uh, a Jeremy Clarkson quote for uh, talking about when car manufacturers get together. So it's like you've given the Germans and the Italians have come together on something and you've let the Italians do, you know, the electrics on the car the engineering. And, you've let the, and you've let the Germans do the food. And that's not, that's not the idea. That's not what you want. You know, no one wants sauerkraut. And that's what we've got. We've got a load of sauerkraut um, when, when we should really be eating beautiful ragu. You know, we, we should be having wine and, and, and there should be, I thought, oh, there should be exciting little tidbits from Conor Mahoney and Jeb Wallace should be doing the artistry and we should have... Um, Conor Mahoney wasn't, be... wasn't even on the squad yesterday, I don't well, think. Uh, I mean, that's that's unfortunate considering the fact that his best two games in the Wilshire have both been against Luton Town. It's the only game that he turns up for, in my opinion, but other people seem to think he's good. Um, the thing that I'd say about Rowett is that it's not bad enough... Uh, this is probably, you know, repeating old lines, but he's not bad enough to get sacked. I think, like, the league position and the points and the fact that he doesn't lose games, he draws games, will keep him in a job, unfortunately. And 
oh, I've given up. I, I can't go. I can't watch it. I can't. I can't. Now, you know, and that is the first, that's even the under Holloway. That's the, the, what you just said there is, I mean, I've, I was looking at, uh, Mike put a, a comment on um, on Twitter and there's a lot of people saying very similar things. They can't, they can't, they've lost the, they've lost the spirit. They've lost that Millwall desire. Um, I mean, you have seen it, Mike, in your, um, in your, your replies and loads of, loads of people saying that they're, they're bored stiff, um, which is not good, is it? I, th- I think the, the difference is, is, and I, 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 there seems to be a split online of, you know, this, the, the looming manager question seems to be the one that ki- that kills me. You know, there's people that don't want it, but we are going to get to a point where we need to do that. And the problem is, is do you have a firefighter? Do you go for a project or do you go for blood, f- passion, fight, tears? Now, you know, Millwall, I, everyone, there seems to be a very much a divide of the fan base at the moment. And I, I, I fear... I fear this is going to be controversial and it's unlike me to be controversial. That's not you. That's not you. That's not me in any way, shape or form. But there seems to be, you seem to be split into three camps. You seem to be old school have been here before seeing Millwall in the fourth division. Mm. You come to Millwall for the drink, the enjoyment, the, the atmosphere, and that's not there under Rowett. So you don't like him. Then you get the people in the middle, probably of my age group, that have gone for that. I'd now go towards middle age. See, I've just said that. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Slow, mate. You don't get any better, right? And um, <laughs> so you you remember uh, your your best memories of your childhood and going forward are sort of McCarthy sides into McGee, McCleary, Harris. Yeah. You know, Kenny Jacket. These are your managers that you've seen, and do you think that? with the budget that Rowett's given, you sort of compare the two and you think, no, he's doing a shit job. Yeah. And that's where I am. Then you go to the new breed of Millwall supporters, the ones who do TikToks, the ones that are on Twitter, the ones that want to turn this into some kind of career. As we learned on the FCAs the other night, it's not (laughs) right. (laughs) Elephant in the room, Claxon. Go go to the FCAs next year, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see troops from Arsenal fan TV on top form. That's all I'm going to say, right? But these people didn't want Harris. So I don't know what you want. That's the, that's the problem. I don't understand what that group want. I understand what I want, and I understand what the older group seemingly want. You want, without saying you want 4-4-2 meat, pies, and gravy, that's what you want. You want Millwall to be blood fat. I'm somewhere in the middle where I'd like us to be able to do both, which is what I thought Rowett was brought in to do, is to keep the good bits of Harris and bring a bit of Naus and go forward in the division. We haven't done that. And the only manager out there at the moment who's without a job and still getting paid from another club is probably Wilder. Is the only one that I would think would get us. Being Northern, would he get us? I don't know. But in terms of where we want to go and building a project and something, I'd understand that. We probably won't be able to afford him, so that's probably too Someone much. Someone suggested Antonio Conte. So yeah. I, I, I hope that was a joke. <laughs> is, is, is Mike Ashley buying us? Is that what's happening? Um, we, 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 need, we need a suspect Middle Eastern regime of some sort well, to take Well, that's basically it now. You know, clutching of pearls from many Premier League clubs after they tried to ruin football six months ago seems to be short memories. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I... I you know, I even saw people moaning. Like, there still seems to be this mad quest to make some form of sense of Neil Harris's time in uh, the club. And it's like, it like looms like a fucking, I don't know. This must be what, I don't maybe, know. You know maybe, when, the last, maybe the last good times, really, when, when we got promoted from League One, we had the, the triumph at Wembley and the cup runs and, and all that. And 
I, I mean, when we started this conversation with Mike before you joined, H, I mean, one of the things, and it's a good point um, that, that Mike made, was um, about the loss of identity of, of the club, because although the football was ultimately limited under Neil Harris, and I, I don't think he's the solution to take us forward, maybe maybe in time, who knows, but not now, um, There was it, it looked and felt like Millwall. And I, cause I think Neil got understands Millwall um it, it reached it reached a natural point of, of where it had yeah. to move on um and I think he would say that as well um but this the, the problem that we've we've got with Gary Rowett now is that um and it goes back to that 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 point that you made already you know what kind of club are we are we a, a league one championship shuttle club which is kind of where 442 and meat pies and Steve Morrison or someone some alternative like that will take us up front um, or are we a kind of a like a, an aspirational continental side where we knock it about and we've got some Spanish or Portuguese manager and you know we sign a lot of players from the uh, second or third tiers of, of, of um, you know from from foreign leagues um, or if not that then what we're never going to be um, we're never it's hard to see us in the role of a Norwich or or some club like that where they they you know they they're, they're way too good for the Championship but not good enough for the Premier League. Very hard to see us in that role. Problem is for us, which which still makes me laugh now, is that people don't know what they want. There seems to be a, a massive split. Like you read comments like Twitter. I know Twitter's not the the world's greatest. Um, the debating shall we say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or um, or Hoff. You know, these are not the places of. Um, it's not the House of Commons. Um, but mm. but um, no, I suppose that's in poor taste. I do apologise. But the, <laughs> the 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 fact of the matter is is that. Millwall are in a position where this season the den should be full every week and you are driving fans away from going and watching that shower of shit. And it's not bad enough. Like, it's almost, there's a weird catharticism of being shit and being proper shit. Because you go there and you go, these are shit. I'm going to give them abuse today. You're a cunt. You're fucking useless. You're this, you're that. And Millwall fans enjoy that secretly. Secretly um... enjoy slagging people off, especially their own club. But somebody else slags us off. Oh, you're dead. Oh, no, that's that's not allowed. That's not allowed. But but Rowett hasn't got to that stage yet of, you know, we're not not at Holloway levels of hiding in dugouts yet. But we're not looking forward to coming to that. I mean, it's a great point. It's going down that road, Mike, isn't it? If you were there, if you were there yesterday, Harry, you would start to see that the Den crowd is turning on Rowan. Okay, next week, just I might, I might bring a sign. The look of joy in his little face, listeners. You won't see it. The look of joy in his little face. Go back, it's... listeners. I'm, I'm telling you now. Go back to when he was appointed. I said he'd be sacked in October. I never specified what October, but I did say he'd be sacked in October. Gentlemen, I want to say thank you to you both for dragging yourselves out of your of your respective pits to join me on a video call. Oh, okay. I've got to go and bloody watch a National League women's game now. It's great. Oh, yeah, you're doing your scan. How's it going, H? Are you enjoying yourself? I am enjoying myself. The team that I actually want to watch today, this is one of the peculiarities of the women's game, is that they don't necessarily play every week, which is um, which is kind of annoying from a scout. You go, oh, yeah, I can't watch them again watch next them week. Next week. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can't do it. So today I'm going to go and watch Seaward have got I can't remember who they got. Millwall are away at um, a team that play at a, a, a Dorking United who play at the Den, which is awkward, um, okay. clearly. So they, they play in Uxbridge somewhere. So I'm not going to go and watch that uh, Seawood in Walthamstow. So I'll just drive around there and um, go and see what the standard's like um, in the National League. I think that's, I bet the women's tier is weird. The National League isn't as low down as you think. I actually think that's like League One. 
right the National League, which is weird, but yeah, that's what it is. Enjoy yourself, mate. Thanks for coming on this morning. Appreciate it. We'll see what this week brings as it unfolds. Big thank you to Mike Hayden for joining me. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nick. Thanks, Harry. And thank you to thanks, you too, man. dear listeners. And um, well, dirty Mill was about all I can think to say after, after yesterday. We'll be back in the week following Sheffield United. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arrivederci, Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW.